What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Power to the People, the podcast, episode 234. Once again, the greatest, the finest, the most fabulous cast in the whole podcasting universe is back together again to talk that stuff. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there is absolutely no expert more informed than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I am good, and it's great to be here with the family once again. And when I want to talk local TV news, there is no expert I trust more than my favorite director, my favorite brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, what's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk local New York City real estate, there's nobody I trust more than the man we call Eddie Kane Jr. World knows him as Derek Powell. I simply call him my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good, good to be in the cypher with the cats. How you guys doing? Good. Uh, Keith is a little under the weather, you know, but he's, he's, he's soldiering on. This is the second week of uh, of this cold that he's had that he blamed me for. Um, but, uh, you know, he's soldiering you really, on. You really want me to tell the people what you said to me on Saturday night? What did I say to you? About the monkey bones <laughs> and Miss Rudolph. You really want to talk about that t- today? All I say, all I said, I tried to help y'all. All I said it. was, do you want me to help? No, I'm Dirt, good. You hear this? You, you see good. where I'm at, right, Dirk? This is what yeah. his help has done to me in the exactly. Knicks. I'm good. No, y'all, y'all reject, you rejected the offer, and this is what happens. All, mm-hmm. I can't take responsibility for that. I was, yeah. I was prepared to do what I had to do. Uh, you're welcome, Mark, by the way. I got you over uh, yesterday. So, you know, I mean, it's this, up to y'all. I mean, you know, the game was coming up. Hey, Mark, that's not good. You see where he's going? That's not good, man. The bottom can quiet. fall out next game. That's not good. I keep it. I keep it quiet. My team's fighting uphill as it is. I don't need another boulder. <laughs> a boulder. You see? See, Dirk, we're not talking crazy at all. I know that. I know that. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you're saying what, Mark? You got quiet. Nothing. Oh, you're not saying nothing? All right. Okay. So you're not nothing, saying nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just want to be clear. I just want to be clear. You know, so everybody's on the same page. That's all. Uh, you know, just want to make sure that everybody's okay. Anywho, uh, yeah, it, it 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 looks it looks bad, but you know, again, I'm a bad. Wait, wait, hold on, what do you mean? It looks bad. It looks bad. It looks bad, but it's not really bad. It just looks bad. I'm certainly prepared to do what I have to do. That's you, have to, you have to be careful the words that you use out there. You're putting stuff out there. No, no, I'm telling you what it is. You're telling me what it's not. No. You say it looks bad, but it's not bad. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be this way. And there a song that doesn't have to be this way. So what way can it be? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Pump your brakes, big bro. Pump your brakes. <laughs> we don't need none of that over here. Okay, if that's what he want to say, let it be that way. Don't trust me. We okay tonight, right. big bro. We okay. Okay, thank you. I'm going to leave it like that. There you go. Let's don't. You see what Mark did? I ain't got nothing. I'm good. He don't need no more boulders. We don't need no boulders. <laughs> Leave it alone. Let's follow his brother's lead. Yeah. Just be quiet about this. There you go. Okay. Let's just mm-hmm. move on then. Let's just there we move go. on. And yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm good with that. That's fine. Um, you know, uh <laughs> New York City is is been on an up and a down note the last week or so. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, t- city's riding with the Knicks up and down. Uh, and then uh, something happened this past weekend. There was a mass protest. I don't know if you guys saw it. Mass protest in the subway as yeah. a result of the murder of uh, 
Jordan Neely. Now, for people who are not familiar with it, don't live in the city of New York, uh, I guess the story is becoming more and more national. Uh, it's not quite international. We are international. It's not quite national yet. But uh, Jordan Neely was a homeless man, I, I imagine, uh, or someone who was, was battling very, very tough mental disturbance. And as a New Yorker, I ride the subways uh, all the time. I mean, all the time. And on occasion, there's going to be somebody on the subway who's just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, they, they're, they're battling uh, mental health demons, and they get a little loud, or they're having a conversation with themselves, or, or something is not right. And generally speaking, I would say 99% of New Yorkers understand that and, and don't engage and, and let it happen. You know, sometimes those people are panhandling. Sometimes they just taking a nap on the train because where else they going to go? We get that. That's that's part of of the the mosaic or the background that's New York City. But uh, about a week or so ago, this guy, Daniel Penny, 24-year-old, I guess, Marine, ex-Marine, decided that he was going to straighten this all out for everybody in the train. And he got up and put uh, young Jordan Neely, who's, who's African-American. Uh, he's black. I hate the word African-American. After watching 1619, I'm not African-American. I'm not from Africa. I'm all America. I'm black American. Uh, he put Jordan Neely in a chokehold and held him for 15 minutes until he unalived Jordan Neely. He killed Jordan Neely. He murdered Jordan Neely. And the police talked to him. And let him go. Almost like he, you know, if, if you jump a turnstile in New York City and the police catch you, they take you downtown. They take you to the subway lockup and make you pay a fine or they give you a ticket. They don't just let you go. They talk to this guy and let him go. We find out later that uh, uh, Daniel Penny's dad, the older Penny, was a former, I guess, New York City uh, inspector Detective. or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, big time, big time, big, big time wig in, in New York City uh, Police Department. And it seems to me, and you kind of know how this is, where this is going. You know, uh, yeah, what happened here? What's going on? And, you know, and they're holding him, they talk to him. Yeah, well, my dad is so-and-so, he's such and such and such and such. Oh, wow, okay, well, you know, and then there's a call. He called his dad, and then there's a call, you know, from, from dad to to whomever, to the death sergeant or whoever is the whoever they have to call, and this is squashed. And they let it go. And then they start, start hyping up, oh, Jordan Neely was a danger to all the passengers and it was self-defense. Even though video doesn't show that. And I am, I am uh, you know, just just stunned. I mean, you know, this is a weekend also. You know, and I, I, we'd be remiss if we don't acknowledge Texas again. Another mass yeah. shooting, AR-15. Uh, and another person decided he wanted to take his car and go bowling mm -hmm. the lives yeah. of, of, of a bunch of um, immigrants, uh, you know, Latin people yeah. uh, at an immigrant center. Uh, this is, this, we're, we're, we're in a really bad place in America. Thoughts? Uh, this one here, uh, I'll talk about the, 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 you know, the pettit. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place on this one. Reason being, should he have died? No. However, how many times have we heard 
of the mental health folks pushing people in front of the trains, slashing people, you know, punching you in your face, you know, spitting on you. When do you say, I'm going to get up in that ass? And I don't know what was the give and take, but we grew up when Charles Brunson, Death Wish, had enough. Y'all remember that movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he got up in that ass to stop it. So for me, I'm going to share two experiences that happened last month. I'm going to the city. I'm at the tailor. I'm the only one in there because I go during the week before the crowd. Some guy comes in. Can a customer get service? Can a customer get service? Now, he ain't got no clothes in his hands. (laughs) Can a customer get service? So I stand up. Because of what I've been seeing, you know, because he looked at me coming in and I said, well, I'm not going to get snuff sitting down. We need to know there's going to be some tussling in here. And then when he looked, he saw me and I got up and I, of course, you know, now I got to get my right hand ready because, you know, if I got to swing, you know, I want to at least say when we report back to power to people, I might have got my ass, (laughs) but I did get some hits in, you know, I did get some hits in. And then he left. After he saw we wasn't playing, then I'm going to get a tea and a glaze, a jelly glaze. I'm going to put it out there. A jelly glaze donut. A mentally cat comes up to me. Excuse me, man. I don't want you to be scared. And I looked at this cat and said, man, ain't nothing scared about you that I I see, man. Trust me. I'm good. How can I help you? I told him, I don't want your speech. What do you need from me? You want a cup of coffee? I got you. No, I just want a quarter. Bet you got the quarter. But he's looking at me, seeing, because I got my shoes on, but I'm ready to, I'm so, I'm ready to go just in case. So when this kid is on the uh, the, the the train and he ain't eating, he ain't got no clothes and he ain't got, and he yelling up and down, what do we want the people to do when there's a resume of folks who didn't survive what may have happened. So that's why I say I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. But I do believe once he had the guy down, he could have let up Bonilla drilling in is flowing. So I it's this that's a tough one for me, man. That's that's tough. You know, um I I mean we should have went to the transportation expert because he had to deal with that with the buses, you know? How would you know I feel you know my brother gets slashed by some mentally ill guy and he can't do nothing. And if you look at the Am I correct, Keith, on the bus? There's signs now saying if you attack a MTA worker, it's a felony up to seven years in jail? Yep, but they ain't giving them that time at all. I ain't ain't no time, Dirk. I didn't ask if they was giving them any time. So you did the right thing. It's posted, though, right? It's posted, but it don't make a difference to these folks. Okay, so it's posted. So you guys knew years ago things could get real hairy. Do you wait? For somebody to lay hands on you, but if they're approaching you in an intimidating fashion, you gotta defend yourself. So I don't I think there's more footage out there. We just haven't seen it, but I do think, you know, should he have died? No. Did he need to be subdued depending on where he was acting? Probably so. Dirk, I agree with you on that. You know, it's a catch-22, but being on the other side, being a transit worker for all those years, you know, and I have exactly. seen what has has gone down. You, you, you got to step up your game. They will punch you in your face, run off the bus, punch you in your face as, as you being the conductor on the subway and run mm-hmm. away or stand there 
knowing that the train is leaving and can't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of people who, cause of mental health issues, they have no other place to go but on buses and trains. Mm-hmm. And people are, like you said, are intimidated because you don't know what that person is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know what they have in their pocket. Now, I understand, mm-hmm. as you said, he could have loosened that that grip on that kid neck and not choke him so much. Or other people could have intervened and held him down to the cops came. The cops didn't come to 15 minutes later. Where mm-hmm. were they at, at all that time? They, you know, they wanted, you gotta look at a lot of different avenues that could have been done differently, but in this heightened and the way things are now, you don't want to take that chance. So I understand, but sometimes, you know, you have to protect yourself. And I guess this young man felt he was protecting the people on the train. But if you yeah, know if the you people guys, on the train, mm-hmm. go ahead, Derek. If you guys remember, we talked about a young lady. I think she was a transit worker. She got whooped either in Far Rockaway or on Anthony and Mark's old station. And she was trying to get to the uh, the, 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 the token booth. And uh, one of the workers went to try to help her. But the guy was so intimidated and wound up beating, you know, beating this lady senseless. You know, she survived yeah. it. But we, we talked about that beating on our podcast. When do we say... Look, I need to get them before they get us with all the examples that they've given us that they will bring it to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, in Manhattan, up um, in Harlem, I've got the bus line. But it's a free bus line that goes over into um, Ross. No, no, no. There's a place where they have homeless people uh, camped out at. Oh, okay. Randall's Island? Um, Randall, yeah, Randall's Island. Mm-hmm. Those bus drivers are told not to ask them for anything, just let them get on. And let them ride, but they still attack the driver because because you're in a situation where you're helpless. Mm-hmm. They're riding for free; they don't have nothing to lose. Basically, if you lock mm-hmm. them up, okay, they they do three or four or five months, but guess what? Then they're back out on on the street again. They're not giving these people, if they assault a transit worker, the time that they said they're going to give them for a felony. You know, um, we we have read them, read about them being beaten, spit on. Uh, shot at, but nothing happens after that. They go to court, we'll give you a year or two, probation, this is the first time offense, he was ha- he or she was having a rough day. But what about the psychological problem, problem that now persists with the driver who has gone through this? Right. Mm-hmm. Now he's out of work, he's not getting paid, Transit wants him to come back saying he's all right, but shit, you ain't all right. There's a lot going on. Fearful riding the subway system is something. I ride the trains when I come sometimes to the city. I stand in the middle. Then I get on the train. I'm in the middle. I'm not by the door where someone can sucker punch me or, or try to snatch. You know, you have to be on your P's and Q's all the time. I see people come on. They got the, the, the uh, sound system in their ear, and they're not a cl- paying a clue to the people around them and what's going on. Because you got to remember, people are watching you, and they see how you move. And those are the type of people that will take advantage of you because you're not paying attention. They say, you know, your your earbuds gone, your phone's out your hand, and they don't go on. Or they don't punch in your face because the door done closed, and you can't do nothing about it. There was an incident on 34th Street. I don't know if you guys seen it. Um, the man was arguing with another guy on, on the platform. The guy got on the train, he's talking to him, the guy spits in his face. Oh. Somehow, the conductor hit the door, 
for the door to open back up. And you know what happened after that. <laughs> My man proceeded to get an ass whipping like he ain't never had before. <laughs> you know, once the door opened, you should have seen the look on this cat face like, oh shit, it was on. Mm-hmm. But that's how people do. So people are mentally unstable, but you never know who you're going to mess with. Right. It could That could have went from really worse to really bad. You know what I'm saying? He could have took his life because he's spitting his face. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I he, mean, good. But he knew where to cut it off at after he beat his ass and he got back on the train. You know, right. my my point with this particular situation and 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 all of your points, both of your points, you your yours and Derek's, uh, are, are, are well received. I do. I, as I said, and I ride the subways all the time. I probably ride it more, you know, now than you guys do. Sure. You know, in, in the city, because once you park your car in, in Queens, I ain't moving the car. I'm taking the train. Um, so I ride a subway all the time and again this does happen I mean it's, there's been a couple of situations where some guy got on the train and he's he's belligerent and he's you can see that he's he's uh he's he's going through it he's he's melting down he's he's belligerent and you know as you said Derek you get yourself geared up you start to you know you start to assess the situation you start to evaluate what you're going to do how you're going to do it and my thought is as long as He's not jumping on some women or some children, um, or me. I'm good. You know, go ahead, yell, yell it out, scream it out, let it, let it happen, let it, whatever it is out. And you're right; things can happen on the train. Let's just say, for argument's sake, give this guy the benefit of the doubt. I'm not, but I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt for this for the, for the purposes of this conversation. Guy is belligerent. You don't know what's gonna happen. You subdue him. You put him in a chokehold that you've been trained to do as a Marine. You know, you've been combat trained. You put him in a chokehold and you got him. Guy's being choked out. At some point, you say, you know what? All right, fella, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. Agree. And, you know, you get off this train, the next stop, stop your nonsense, whatever you got to do. You know, if the police didn't get there for 15 minutes, he was choking him for 15 minutes. He didn't have to choke him for 15 minutes. You getting choked out, you find out somebody is, is capable of choking you out like that, you're not really trying to fight no more. It's understood that that fight was probably over for you. So, um, and all these witnesses, I, you know, I, again, this guy got away. He may, I'm not sure, the prosecutors are going to talk to the uh, medical examiner now, and the medical examiner called it a homicide. So uh, I think there's going to be pressure on, on the DA to charge this fool with something manslaughter something you know uh I, i'm sorry like i said if i jump if i jump a turnstile and transit please see me i'm getting a ticket or i'm getting like i said i'm getting the cuffs thrown on and i'm going to the little jailhouse uh uh, uh train station get jailhouse mm-hmm. all your points are accepted i get it that mark no i'm I, no i derek said it perfectly i actually had nothing to add at all to what derek said i mean <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm waffling between the two um, as far as the, the guy who choked him out, that doesn't no, listen to what I'm about to say. Him getting off doesn't surprise me because that's no different than any other high profile or nepotism type things going on. We do that all the time. I mean, hey, Bronny James is getting the King's treatment for a guy who's not even the best player on his own team because of who his daddy is. So that happens all the time in society. That just, if something was to happen to one of my boys, I'm pretty sure I have. Uh, slight bit of confidence that I could keep the story kind of squashed for a little bit, depending on how big it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not 
some big time executive, but you know, you can whisper to a couple of people. So that happens all the time. But I, I just, my biggest point, my, my major point is simply what Derek said is probably the most accurate. In the, you give my, maybe like, heck, even 10 years ago, but definitely like 30 years ago, when people weren't getting shoved on a train on a regular and spit on and, you know, all that kind of, you would probably be like, oh, I'll let that go. But now everybody's just on edge. So mm-hmm. somebody sneezes wrong, you look at them like, what the hell's going on? So I think, so that's, everybody's on edge. So on edge people do, edgy things. They do things that are not logical because, man, we, we're dealing with a sense of craziness right now. I mean, shootings every other day and crazy stories every day. It's just sort of people just, people are hyped up. But you know, like you said, Mark, it, it has become such of a, the, the norm, the shootings, uh, the, uh, the, like Anthony said earlier with the, the guy with the car. You know, every I think every week, I think since we've been talking about mass shootings, here in the United States, there's been one or two that particularly definitely has yeah, not we, failed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then you look say, at which one, and even even that doesn't narrow it down. You know, or the one in Texas. Well, which one in Texas? The Texas one the, uh, what what hour? You know, never break down to hour. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's so much going on in the world that you, you you don't know. You have to be prepared in your mind on every type of situation. Just going out to the store. Uh, being out with your family in a restaurant, being on a train, and you never know what may confront you in that particular time. So you have to be on your P's and Q's. I mean, Derek just told a story. We're going to the tailor, uh, what uh, the tailor, tailor. and he was yeah. on, he was on edge. He wasn't at he wasn't uh, at uh, hundred. Uh, I'm going to get uh, pants in, hemmed. I'm getting pants yeah. hemmed, and I got to be my antenna. <laughs> he wasn't be in up South Central. He was just <laughs> going to get his pants hemmed. He was like, okay, I got to I got to be on edge. That's Insane. Now hold on. No, now I went on Orchard Street, which is like the village now. Orchard Street's like right. the village, real nice and comfortable down there. But I gotta be my antennas up because some fool is coming in. Can a customer get service? Can I get service? And he ain't got no pants in his hand. I'm like, <laughs> all I want to do he is had get my pants. pants. Derek. He had no <laughs> pants, zero pants, no ticket. So I'm like. Is this happening? And I'm like, look, you look around like, oh, man. But remember, Anthony called this a while ago when COVID hit. Eventually, you know, you you cooped up, the anxiety, all this stuff is starting to bubble out now. That's all that's happening. It's been bottled up. People are outside and you're going and you're talking. You've been locked up. It's like. You ain't got no pants in your hand and no ticket. What kind of goddamn service you want, man? But was ready. If anybody in that shop would have showed a sign of fear or weakness, he'd have ate your life. He'd have ate your life. But that is why, you know, I said I'm stuck between a rock. Because when I first saw the clip, I thought it wasn't true. And my man is like, nah, yo, P, this just happened. I'm like, come on, for real? And I, of course, now you Google it, it pops right up. I'm like, God damn. So I'm like, I'm pissed. But then a light bulb goes off and I'm like, well, did he approach? What what happened to make this cat? And we don't know what that Marine went through. So everybody is on edge. Right. It's crazy, man. But Anthony, right. I understand your position and you ride every day. If 
you need bail money or get with your attorney. <laughs> I got you. Because if somebody approach you and they get into your space, you know, you can't be talking about, you know, oh, yeah, man, you know, I know what Neely did was right. You better grab him like Neely did. Get that pressure off that ass, man. <laughs> or, 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 you know, we be talking about you. Man, you should have grabbed him. <laughs> you know, so you got, it's right, so crazy, about- you know, because you see it every day. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm just, uh, okay, so the bottom line, I'm just going to go around the room real quick. Bottom line, uh, should uh, Penny be charged? Yes or no? Derek? Damn, man. Uh... If if there was a reason for this guy, I say no because the guy if the guy was acting in a threatening manner, you get what you get. I say no. Mark, you should be charged with a crime because at the point of sort of we've said it a thousand times, once you're running away, you're no longer a threat. At five minutes in, I'm pretty sure he got subdued, let alone ten fifteen. So yeah, he should be charged with a crime. Keith, I agree with Mark. He has to be charged with something because, like you said, after five minutes, he he he's not fighting no more. He's tired. He's exhausted. And then there's other people holding his hand arm. He wasn't going nowhere. He was no longer a threat. All right. Then Damn. again, or, then again. <laughs> uh oh. Come on over, Mark. Guy, Come on over. I'm waiting. Come on over. No, no, no. We, this off the the guy the the marine could have been. This guy was a Michael Jackson person. We we kind of left that we left that part of the story out the door. He could have been having a flashback all over Michael Jackson story. This guy could have had some you know things kick in that made him think this is really Michael and he knows what Michael did. So <laughs> that could be another side angle. Mm-hmm. Unless Michael was humping him, there's no reason to choke that man for fifteen minutes. That's all. I'm well, he could have P. Would they have P- PTSD? Mm-hmm. I mean, I must again. I think you know we talk about the mental health. Of, of Jordan Neely, I you know I call in the question the mental health of this 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 ex marine. Yeah, so, yeah. I do believe he should be charged with something. So, uh, so do three I. to one, go with that. Uh, speaking of Michael Jackson, hmm. I was days years old when I learned that Michael Jackson has a love child. Yeah, Brandon Howard, the child of Mickey Howard. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Mickey Howard? Yes. Oh, hey, yes. Sorry, oh, oh damn, Mickey Howard. Has a son, Brandon Howard, who thinks, who I believe sings as well. Mickey mm-hmm. Howard, an R&B singer, uh, and Michael Jackson had a little affair, and the product of that affair was Brandon Howard. Uh, DNA test was done, I guess, in 2014, which showed that Brandon Howard, uh, according to Maury Povich style, style numbers, is like 99.99999% Michael Jackson's son. In you fact, are the daddy. <laughs> you are the father. Uh, in fact, uh, the word has it, or the rumor is, is that the song Billy Jean is in reference to this particular situation. Now you will never listen to that song the same way again. Well, you threw me for a loop when you told me about the Billy Jean song. Beautiful song, but now to actually know what it's really about, that's deep, yeah. man. That's the kid deep. is not my son. Billy Jean is not my lover. Uh, Kid is not my son. No, the kid is your son. Billy Jean, she's not your, she your lover, but that's your dad. That's that's your that's your child. That's your love child. Yeah. As I stated offline, that kid there looked more like Michael than the two that he claims he got. You know, those <laughs> blanket and them. I mean, I look at this kid. I'm like, because I didn't know there was gonna be a picture posted. I'm like, 
God damn, that is Michael's kid. And once you get the DNA, you know, but the kid has said, I don't want to, I'm, I've never, I didn't give him authorization to do it. I'm not asking for nothing from the estate. I'm good. But that, that's, that's, that's Michael's, that's Michael's baby there. Cause I'm like, damn, he's a Jackson. And when you get the DNA, I'm like, man, but I didn't know he was stepping to Mickey. I guess, you know, it was, it was on a down, you know, it was a sneak. What they call it? A sneaky sneak or something. The kids call it now. You know, sneaky. Well, Anthony said that the, the father was uh, managing her. Right? Joe Jackson was managing Mickey Howard at the time. So obviously she's in the space. She's in the place. She's she's around the situation. I think she well, she had it. She had a couple of hits. You know, Mickey uh, Howard can sing. Mickey Howard can sing. Really yeah. good singer. And yeah. she's. Boy, I'm about to say this. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Um, there's a s- series on a uh, TV one called uh, Unsung, right? Mm-hmm. Which is brilliant, really well done. She had an unsung. Mickey, How- I told a, a friend of mine at work, and that's one of our favorite episodes because I'm saying this in a playful way. Mickey Howard is crazy as hell, but like just like fun crazy. Like you listen to her, you listen to her talk, you go, "This girl is off the chain," and she was also she had a little. Uh, I guess dating, whatever you want to call it, with uh, God, one of the guys from Levert. I'm not sure which. I'm not sure which Levert she had a, an affair with, or Gerald or, or Sean. Yeah, I'm not. I think it was Gerald. Um, and talking about how crazy that family is, so she she fits right into crazy. If you talk about the Levert and of course them damn Jacksons, that's right up her alley. So it doesn't seem so far fetched that she would have run into Michael or Michael run into her and think, okay, fine, you know, it, it it's it's not crazy. Even though the source seems a little bit crazy because where we got the story from, that story doesn't seem that crazy. Well, you know, Michael did a lot of songs. He probably, uh, what was it? Remember the time? <laughs> could've, it could have been for Mickey. What, what you say? About it was another song, In the Closet, Keep It In, in the Closet. was another right? song. You know, there's some songs Michael made. We might have to go back and listen to these songs all over again. I'll tell you, you this, when you start talking about his- You should have beat it. When you <laughs> when you start talking about his songs and she's coming around here as a young thing, I hear him right now. Remember that record, Pretty Young Pyt, Pretty Young mm-hmm. Man. He yeah. scooped Mickey right on up, man. He yep, had us. It was other Michael song. had us fooled with this nonsense. Yes. Man. Uh, Dirty Diana. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, we got. I got. I, hey, Dirk. I might have to go down in the basement and pull out the archives and, and listen exactly. to Michael's we songs. Break, if y'all gonna break down R. Kelly, y'all need to break down Michael's records too. Yes. Oh, we've been doing that for for years. We've 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 been roasting Michael, uh, but now well, we know he got a stuff. he got an outside kid, so we need to break him, roast him a well, little bit. At more. least we know this kid, like you said, is definitely a genetic match than than yes. uh, blanket and uh, Harris and some other kid. What like, those three kids that are not his right. at all? The only thing they have of his is that they live in his house and they got his last name. That's it. That's the only DNA. That's attached to those kids <laughs> from him. Yeah, no, I mean this kid. I mean, uh, you know, again, I, I recommend anybody listening to the podcast. Certainly, Google it. Uh, but uh, Michael Jackson, Mickey Howard, and, and the product of that was uh, Brandon Howard, and um, you know, loving a new management. So, <laughs> <laughs> that girl, she could sing. She could sing. Wow, I like that. Ed. I like that one. Loving the new right. management. That's what her joints. So, yeah, that, that, that's what's going on, man. You know, and it's, it, it's not the only child that's 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 making headlines. I mean, Mark mentioned it earlier. Bronny James going yes, to sir. USC, gonna be a that's Trojan. Right. Speaking that's of Trojans, right. if Michael Jackson had one, we'd <laughs> be having this conversation. But uh, yeah, Bronny's going to USC. What are your thoughts? 
oh man, that, this is this is one to really grow on. Um, I know USC's out there with you know his families at, but I I watched him you know in in All Star games and everything, but he hasn't really shown me uh, what I see in these other players. You know, to me, he's just an average ball player. He has not shown me nothing spectacular that I can say, yo, oh, he, he's going to be the next one. I have not seen that in this kid. No. No, if his name was George James, we wouldn't know where he went to school. That's It'd be different like when Junior Griffey came on the scene, people couldn't wait for Junior Griffey to get there. They were like, "This, you wait till you see Ken Griffey's son. This kid is ridiculous. Or, or Vlad Jr. or uh, – um, even Cal Rippinger, like a lot of those. Barry Bonds. Oh, oh, Barry Bonds, yeah. I mean, his father was. So, Bronny, his biggest benefit is that his name is Bronny James. If it was George James and he wasn't LeBron's kid, he may be D1, but he wouldn't be doing this. He wouldn't be getting $6.5 million in uh, NIL money, and he wouldn't be on ESPN's front page. That's that's part of bothering me. Especially, I refuse to watch him yet until he gets to college. I haven't watched him. Be different if he was a special, like LeBron was special. If he was like that, then you go keep on. But I just believe he is getting things he didn't deserve, even more so than rich kid gets things. Rich kids get things they don't deserve, and that's kind of bothers me. Yeah, you know, I, I just I just don't like the way he's kind of going about this. And he may, and the thing is, from all the things you hear, he's relatively level headed, as much, much as level headed you can be growing up in uh, under that kind of umbrella, but. Because of he's LeBron's kid, and LeBron tends to kind of rub people the wrong way. He rubs me the wrong way sometimes, even though I know how great he is and all that stuff. He has that that B factor that just makes me want to just like you know. See, that's another thing that allows me not to give you your full flowers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I, I look at it look. I look at it a little differently. Um, I think the kid is solid, man. I, I watched him. I thought he would have went to Ohio State um, because they really, really wanted him. And, of course, it has a lot to do with his dad. You know, you're looking at the upside. But I look at – I watched this kid play, and even with the name and his dad being there and the pressure, as Mark said, this is a level-headed kid from what we've seen. And when he's out there, he shoots the ball well. He handles it. He's not as big as Bronny or, or his younger brother's Bryce. I think he's on like 6'3", 6'3 and a half. But the kid, the kid can rock, man. And folks are going to be surprised when he gets in that Pac-10 and makes a name for himself, you know, away from his dad. Um, is he going to be the superstar his dad was in the league? I doubt it. Can he be a solid pro once he gets there? Because he's definitely getting there just because of the name. You got to give the kid a shot. I think he can, be, he can be solid where he can take on a role like the kid Tyus Jones who backs up um, John Morant over there in Memphis where, you know, he may not be a starter, but you can get him out there 20, 25, you know, 20 minutes, and he's going to hold down the fort. I think he's going to be okay, my personal opinion. Derek, you, you watch him play. What's his uh, – you said Tyus Jones. What's his other NBA comp? Like who is he – who is his game like that you go, okay, he, he has a game like X? If I had to pick somebody who can kind of hold on, give me one second, who can dribble, bring it uh, to me, similar to a Maxi from Philly, similar to a Maxi. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. he, so is he super fast? Yeah, and he jump out the gym. Oh, he. Yeah, I know he can jump now. Yeah, oh, I, I've seen don't, that. Don't don't. Don't think when he going in there, he's slapping the backboard on layups. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. His whole body in the rim. Bow. 
and he has a nice pull-up game. What I haven't really watched, and it's hard to tell in the high school game, his defense, but on the offensive side, I've watched the kid grow. And that's what impressed me most because he was on that tough, what was that school? Sierra Cannon, I believe is the name. That's a really, really, you know, when it comes to that prep ball, you know, and I don't think he really started starting on that team until the middle of last year or the beginning of this year where he had to wait his, wait his turn. But he wound up holding his own and turning out to be a McDonald's All-American. And I think he got that on his own. You know, do I think his no, dad didn't. name, his name carries weight? Of course it does. You he don't want to say he wasn't even, he wasn't ranked high enough to make the team. He made the team because remember, and, and this I have and much as I criticize ESPN, it's an entertainment show. So do you want to take the number thirteenth ex player from you know high school, or you want to bring in Brian James and bring eyes? You're trying to sell you sell advertising. So that I understood why, but he wasn't by the rankings. He shouldn't have been on the team. I thought by I mean I mean we 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 agree to disagree. I thought by the season that he had and how you know you constantly watching how this kid is moving up uh you know when they call like four what is it four you know three star four star five star recruit. I think he wound up being like a four and a half uh four four and a half type uh star recruit. Sure. My opinion. I think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean again, you know, it, it is very difficult uh to be a high school basketball player with the last name James, knowing that your father was a high school, not player, but phenomenon. Remember, this kid was on the cover of Sports Illustrated in high school. They, he was the next coming. He was he was the guy that they were, were anticipating coming, just like that, that kid uh, that plays in Europe, the, the seven-footer. Victor, Victor Wimbayama. Yeah, I mean, that kid is, you know, the 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 the, the the talk around him already is off the charts. You know, to get a you know a six million dollar NIL deal. I mean, for this kid, I mean, he he grew up not needing or wanting anything. He's grown up in mansions. Uh, I guess if the choice was between USC and Ohio State, you know, he would have been a god in Ohio State. You know, just because you know it would have been you know going back to the the ancestral lands. You know, going back to Ohio, uh, you know, like like his dad certainly would have been. Uh, getting that NIL money there, but going to USC, you know, if you want to go wash his clothes on the weekend, that's a hop, skip, and a jump, and his new, new mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever car he's going to get or drive. Um, I guess that the, the real thing is is to see whether he can play. You know, it's it's a lot like the Ball family. You know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. lot of, was it the, uh, the, the first one, the oldest one, uh, Lamelo? No, Lonzo, Lamelo, and then what? the third one went to the G League or whatever. Right, the, but but you know the, the 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 hope was Lonzo Ball was going to come. I remember all the hype, you know, when he was getting drafted by the Lakers. But they kept saying that the the middle kid Lamelo was the kid to watch. And I think what I'm hearing is that uh, uh, Bronny is not the dude. Bryce is yeah, the Bryce kid. Is, yeah, they, that's that's what they're saying because he's got he's got more of LeBron's body type you got to see this kid I'm like, right. yeah yeah you know it's it's a little different when you look at the two bodies yes right he, i mean you know Bronny's the older but bryce is supposed to be uh that dude um yeah. so you know i guess it'll be interesting to see maybe he'll go to, to ohio state so um I, you know as far as curiosity is concerned i think it's great move for usc mm-hmm. they're gonna certainly get some fannies in the seats there because apparently i was oh, wow. listening to Keyshawn. And he was saying that you know, you know, USC basketball 
if they got 5,500, that was like a great night for them. They're like, yeah, you know. So now all of a sudden you're going to have curiosity seekers uh, coming to see USC basketball. They're in the Big Ten, and that's going to make it interesting. They're going to be playing against, you know, top-level com- you know, competition. So yeah. if he can play, uh, Mark, he'll, he'll make it. He'll play. Yeah, yeah he I was looking at the ESPN Top 100 um, recruits. He's number, ni- he's number 19 on the Top 100. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. But then again, once again, <laughs> inside baseball, that's ESPN. ESPN says nothing critical of – LeBron James. So that's why I I would have to see like a a true independent because from what they've said or what I've other things, he's a good player, but he's not that player. Right. Because I have him here at Rivals. He's ranked uh, 26. Yes. I think that ESPN is always, it's ESPN. I mean, they whore up everything. That's why it's like they've got everything in the world. So you almost, ESPN is what um, Bell Atlantic used to be. They have mm-hmm. everything. So he's like, you, you hate them, but where else you can get your phone service from? <laughs> they have almost every sport. So it's like you have to go there because the competition is almost non-existent. I mean, what's Fox and Nello up there? And, and it's, they're the ones you have, kind of have to go to. So I always question stuff from them with stuff like that. Okay, so I guess we'll have to see. Um, uh, Derek, you said this this thing uh, the, of Giannis talking about success and failure, yes. what failure means. And uh, someone asked Giannis Antetokounmpo after uh, getting, I guess, gentlemen swept out of out of the first round of the playoffs, which also led to the firing of the coach. And I thought the coach should have been fired a couple of years ago. I mean, it was mm-hmm. he, he won the championship. With them, but I I think that uh, that was more a function of Giannis winning a championship in the right time, the right place, and those guys you know playing at a level that they were able to win it, as opposed to uh, was it Budenholzer? Budenholzer? Budenholzer. Yeah, Budenholzer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, whether uh, as a function of his coaching, of his making adjustments. I mean, you know, I'm watching the the your team, Mark Philly, and and I I see another Doc Rivers special coming. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, so do I. I like that, damn. but uh, you know, it's just damn. You know, uh, you know it's coming. It's coming. Anyhow, um, <clears throat> you know, Yana uh, said essentially in in the video they asked him if the season was a failure, and he responded that no, it wasn't a failure. He says, you know, you go out there. He said it's basketball. Things happen. It's the nature of sports. He said, but, uh, you know, we're out there. He said, you know, if you you can't – nobody wins every year, he said. You know, he, he talked about Michael Jordan and all the years Michael Jordan played. He said, you know, he won six chips. He, you know, but what about the rest of those years? Were they all failures? Of course not. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, your thoughts on that comment? Yeah, I, th- I thought he did a great job because he stopped a couple of times, you know, gathered himself because he wanted it to come out the right way. Um, because he started off by saying, man, you asked me the same question, you know, last year. And then he flipped it on him. He says, well, if you don't get a, do you get promoted in your job every year? If you don't, do you consider yourself a failure? And he says, no, you know, so, you know, when he went with the back and forth, you know, and Giannis says, well, look, you know, draw in, you know, as you mentioned, it's like, yo, we go out there and we work, you know, and, you know, somebody's got to win, you got to lose, you know, so, or, 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 the rest of the NBA teams a failure because they didn't win a championship. And when you put it like that, and then when you listen to the guys on um 
TNT speak and where he has come from and where he is now. Is he a failure in life? No. What I would say is the season was disappointment. It was a disappointment because they were the number yeah. one seed and to lose it. It was a disappointment, but it's not a failure. It's a, it is a disappointment. Yeah, I agree. I <clears throat> there's a I'm not sure if it's a proverb or it's actually someone actually said it about the and I always butcher this phrase, but basically it's like a, I think it's attributed to Einstein or some person where they said, you know, I didn't fail X amount of times. I learned what didn't work those many times. And right, I, I love that. so I forgot I the proverb. And that's sort of the same thing where yeah, it was disappointing. They were disappointed, but a guy coming from Africa by way of Greece or Greece by way of Africa or however you want to phrase it, get into this country. Because remember, he wasn't like, he didn't come on the scene like LeBron. It was like, it was like who the Milwaukee drafting? What's this guy's name? And that skinny mm-hmm. kid, it was all that thing. And he became, I mean, look at this dude. He's like a Greek goddess. <laughs> he is shredded. <laughs> and he's built, he's built a certain way. So he, he would, he's achieved great things. So yeah, he didn't, it wasn't a failure from the standpoint of, yeah, he just didn't, he didn't achieve his goal, but I don't think he is a fair. And especially I think the foreign born, foreign born players definitely have a different perspective about what success is or what luxury is or what nice is compared to some of these American players. That's why it's more inclined. or I think it's a better chance for a Giannis to stay in Milwaukee or a Joker to stay in Denver than if, or Wimbayama to, to stay where he's whatever small town he's going to wind up in versus, say, LeBron staying in Cleveland his whole life. I mean, he you grew up in the States. I mean, you may not live in Beverly Hills, but you know what the hell it is. You know what it can do. But if you come from war-torn state uh, country here or a small country here, you get to Milwaukee, it's like, this is pretty nice. Nobody's <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> shooting at me. There's no, you know, it's like, this is pretty good. So I think those guys tend to, don't they don't have as eyes a starry as some of the other ones. I'm talking about the true form one, but not like the little poses like that boy Ben Simmons, who he's Australian, but he might as well he's he's an American kid with a slight, slight, slight American accent. He's Americanized. He thinks he's supposed to have all these things without doing any of the work versus the guys who actually bust their ass to do those things. Yeah. He, you know, on that point, the NBA is what the NBA is. Everybody's coming for the chip. They're coming from the number one spot. Where Milwaukee has been there. If you follow the season, Boston was number one all the time for a good while. They fell down. Philly came up, Milwaukee. So everybody's challenging to be that number one team. And I think in the NBA, you, there's never failure because you're always going to get better if that's what you choose to do. You can see the change of, say, Sacramento was always a bottom-ass team. Like, they never wanted to win. But they now these cats got a taste of what it is to win and to be up there at that level, it changes the mindset that, well, we got this going here. We need to add some more pieces. That's with anything else. You're going for a championship. You got to add more pieces to beat that top team. And with the NBA, there's really no real top team because all the teams somehow balance out. I was comparing the playoffs. All the teams that are playing in, in the East Conference come out of the East. You got Philly, Knicks, Boston and Miami. Nobody from the Midwest, Chicago or Milwaukee or none of them guys. None. But everybody else 
is out of the East. So it shows you how talented these players are, and it's never a failure. They're only going to get better, and, and that's that's all that is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Kobe Bryant said uh, a similar thing. And that uh, failure, he said, he said, you know, he said, I don't, you know, he said, if you, if, if you fail, essentially, I'm, I'm paraphrasing him. He said, if you fail uh, or you didn't achieve your goal on one day, he said, you wake up the next day, it's another chance to try to do it again. Pretty much what you're saying, Mark. I mean, they don't, they don't accept, he did not accept uh, uh, the idea that, oh, wow, you did this, you're a failure, you failed. No, you just you get up, you try it again. Oh, I yep. don't. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta decline that. So, my no, my phone is attached to is is linked into my uh, computer. The iPhone is attached to the computer, so I guess people trying to call me, I'm turning off the phone, and so this doesn't happen. I mean, this has been a show. Show we had, we had, uh, uh, I don't know, some some air raid siren. Apparently, Mark is in a. Uh, you know, Nazi Nazi Germany right now. Yeah, I, had to, I was like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> fire department's going off. Uh, big soliloquy. Hey, big bro, I'm glad everything's good on outside, huh? Yeah, everything's fine down here. The usual, the usual, the usual. The recording studio, like the usual, the usual, big fella. You know, we do it. <laughs> no, no, we, help, I mean, this, 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 this is the nature of our of our business. I mean, we, you know, we, as I said, we. We since COVID, we've been recording from home, and and you get the ambient noise of, of life in New York City in the suburbs. That's what it is. So you know, this this is what happens. Uh, before we go, there's one more thing I, I just want to touch touch upon. I saw that the Cleveland Browns. There's two stories actually. I posted one in the uh, in our chat. Uh, some guy in a hotel in Tennessee. Yeah, that's uh, that's messed up. That story. Yeah. Uh, hotel manager apparently was uh, uh, arrested for breaking into one of the uh, patrons' rooms and sucking on his toes. I don't know. You know, uh, I, you know what is the thought process in that? It, it's a good hotel. It's like the Hyatt, right, Mar or the Hilton, something. Uh, uh, I'm looking for it. So, yeah, I, I, saw, I saw the headlines. Like, you know what? There's not enough free rooms for that. No, no, he had to hurt <laughs> real bad, real bad. Hilton. It's a Hilton. It's a Hilton Hotel. I mean, you know, you, if you book a Hilton, you figure like you're going to be all right. You know, you know, you know, you kind of think you know what you're getting. And yeah. what you think you know what you're getting doesn't include somebody coming in and sucking on your toes in the middle of the night. Nah, I mean, nah. what is that process like? Did he, did he open the door and then crawl on the floor? I don't know, man. That... And then lift up the, the seats to grab, get on them toes? I mean, that is a big time demon living in that yeah. dude. Boy, hey. He could suppress any or every bell and whistle that went off to say, don't do this. You know, he had to go get the key, go in the elevator, go up to the. I mean, all these things just pass people. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? All this stuff to get to his fetish, it's that's a big time demons there, boy. Oh no, it's it definitely big time demons. And and what's what's really disturbing is that when old dude walked into the hotel to the to the lobby to check in, my man was sizing up them toes right then and there. <laughs> he was, I'm gonna get them toes. That's what he, was he said, I'm, I'm gonna get them toes. You watch, man. That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> That is an ass whipping he has to take. <laughs> no, you gotta have to yeah, You got mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I mean, you, first of all, you talk about like you know, like Derek was talking about, you know, guys acting crazy in 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 the in the, in the tailor shop. In the tailor. Somebody mm-hmm. in your hotel room in the middle of that, you you know, you, you semi sleep because I can't I have a hard time going to sleep in hotels. Semi sleep and somebody sucking on your toes, mm-hmm. and at first maybe it felt good for like a hot second, and you're like, man, what the hell's going? On? Who's sucking on my? 
Then you what get kind, up, you what see kind that dream my like, end. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow. No, I was didn't want to talk about that. I wanted to talk about the Cleveland Browns. Uh people who are not familiar, the, the Cleveland Browns uh NFL team. Um they're going to to change their helmets. They're going to get a logo of what for their helmets. Huh? Yeah, it was always you have to name after a guy. After the guy, right. But you know, they they, they the, the the logos, I guess, are gonna reflect the fan base, you know, the fans are, you know, it's a dog pound, and so they want to have some sort of dog style logo on the side of the helmet. They've never had a logo on their helmet. They've never no. in the entire history of the team had a logo. They're the logo list team. They've never had a logo on the side of their helmets, and now they're gonna get one. Well, what are you the team that signed Deshaun Watson totally gone crazy. See, see what happens. You get that boy in there, things start going off off haywire. He, I, I take a, I, I take I, offense I, to that. I don't like it. I take offense to that. I take offense. Deshaun has not been convicted of a crime. I take offense. <laughs> hey, Anthony. Oh, and you should be a massage parlor emblem on the side of the helmet. Yeah, you know, a table or something on the side of the helmet. You're right, Paul. Yeah, yeah. That's what they. That's what they putting up there. That boy ain't bothering right, well, nobody, man. Please. Yeah, okay. All right. That's what Liberty. you say. Don't be surprised I, I when you see. We just told you. A massage. Um, you know, the, the table, you know, and some hands. Oh, 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 a little skeet skeet. That would sum it all up, you know. Listen. You just want to play uh, some. If food. you have not subscribed to Pile to the People, uh, make sure you do. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us anywhere you listen. You can find us. If you can't find us, just ask Alexa to play Pile to the People. If you're in your car and you got Pandora, have it on Pandora. Ask Pandora to find Pile to the People. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Pile to the People on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Pile to the Peeps, P O W E L L, the number two, the letters D A. P-E-E-P-S. You can find me, Comic Tony Powell, on Twitter. And you can find us all on Instagram. But you know where you'll find us? You'll find us back here next week talking that same nonsense, same bad time, same bad channel. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace. Peace.